Hi, this is Emily the Songbird, and I am honored and grateful today to be sharing my guest. Her name is Mary Azima, and she I met Mary, uh, it was probably about a month and a half ago at a Movement Makers workshop, and this was a group of visionaries who were doing wonderful things in the world, and I was so taken by Mary's story that I wanted wanted to stay connected with her somehow because song and music, as, as you know, um, is such an important part of my healing journey. And for this woman, it has been incredibly transformational. So um, Mary is an elder who has devoted herself to guiding others on how to live an extraordinary life. I'm going to repeat that. Mary Azima is an elder who has devoted herself to guiding others on how to live an extraordinary life and how to face their mortality without fear. Now, if that isn't something that, I mean, that is something we are all here to embrace and to face. So her wisdom is hard won having been diagnosed with an autoimmune diagnosis in her youth and more recently with stage four cancer. In both cases, she has been able to find healing in unusual places and to beat the odds. She believes that when you come to a crisis point in your health, whether it's a sickness, end of life, or a pandemic, it's a message to wait wake up. In this way, difficult life-changing events become opportunities for growth when we face them fully. One of her main avenues to healing has been the power of music. She has found herself spontaneously writing songs that connect her with something greater than herself, and she shares her music to support others with their own healing. She is an ordained interfaith minister with a doctorate in ministry, a master's in divinity from Yale, and is also recognized as a Vedic master. She also worked as a chaplain in hospitals, providing spiritual support at the bedsides of those in the process of passing. While her faith is not bound to a single tradition, she believes deeply in the value of ritual and how it helps us make our lives sacred. To be in conversation with Mary is an experience, to experience the light that shines through her being and uplifts and inspires all those lucky enough to meet her. So Mary Azima, I am so happy to have you here. Welcome to Emily the Songbird. Well, it's, it's a treat, Emily, to be invited to be here with you. And um, I'm ready for whatever you'd like, wherever you'd like to take us. <laughs> Well, I think it's going to be a natural flow. When we when we spoke last week, we just had so many paths that intersected in terms of the healing power of music. And so I think where I'd like to go is I would like you to talk about that that journey of how how music well actually I'd like you to talk about that extraordinary life when you talked about guiding others how to live an extraordinary life because I think starting in the moment I remember I was uh, I was um, watching something by um, oh God Joe Dispenza do you know who Joe Dispenza is yeah I'm familiar with him Okay. And he was talking about healing and how important it is to connect with the wholeness of who we are. So can you talk about that in terms of what does it mean for you, Mary, to live an extraordinary life? Well, that's a very interesting place for you to start, Emily. I, I actually, <laughs> I, I'm more familiar with the other half of that, which, which mm -hmm. was fearless dying. And mm. uh, so I'm going to kind of morph the two I'm going to, to talk right. about they both actually go together I wrote a mm -hmm. chapter of a book with a, a friend and the title of it was extraordinary living fearless dying and actually I was the one who was more kind of uh, attuned into the fearless dying she mm -hmm. was more tuned into the extraordinary living but we <laughs> but we both we both met in the middle, which was mm. the fact that the understanding that we are all made of vibration, which is now a proven kind of quantum physical fact, but yes. um, it is very important for me and for you, I think probably because of the fact that music 
is is obviously very um, an obvious sort of type of vibration, whether it be a you know, slower music or faster music. It's it's vibration, which is what we are, and it communicates yes. so clearly with our bodies yes. because uh, we'll find that music can make us sad. It can not make us sad, but the sadness can can be allowed to come out through the vibration of, let's say, a song and someone singing it, maybe the same by the same token. If we hear, you know, kind of loud, uh, almost uh, cacophony music all with, with vibrations all over the place, it kind of disrupts our, our own vibrations a little bit because yes. our bodies literally and and this is. This is part of the extraordinary living that I'm also talking about because all of the organs in our bodies have their own vibration. Yes, they been, do. This has been kind mm-hmm. of uh, also factually, um, yeah, scientifically proven. And yes. the fact that when one is healthy, all of the harmony, there's harmony in all the yes. vibrations. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> is. Yes. <laughs> right. Yep. So when we're not healthy, there's there's a disharmony or dis-ease. Yes, exactly. Which is mm-hmm. disease. So mm-hmm. um, I, for some reason, uh, and who knows why, I guess my soul knows why. I, I'd like to yes. put that up because that's my belief system is that there's, yes. there's a greater part of me that really has more of an idea of what's going on than I do. But, but mm-hmm. my little, I call it my ego self or my personality is just learning more and more as time goes yes. on. <laughs> yes. My, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> my, my sense is you have been through your own adventures. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, yes. I'm sure everyone is going through their own life's oh, adventures. Basically, they all start, I believe, at a really either before we're born or when we're really, really little, like even before age eight, most of our conditioning, our patterns have been laid down. And so that kind of determines, in my mind, my understanding, and Bruce Lipton has written a book about this, mm-hmm. and others have too, how um, it's not so much the people, it's the happenings is the circumstances that we kind of come up against and into in our lives that determine uh sort of uh, i guess how we how we look at those is what determines yes um whether we're going to be more in disharmony or more at ease and it's fascinating i guess that's my story has been i have nearly died several times wow as you said, first with this autoimmune disease called uh, Crohn's disease. Yes. Nearly killed me about three or four times. And now this latest is about a year ago. I was told I would die uh, last, oh, six months ago. I was told I had six months to live. And here I am still, and I'm feeling healthier every day. But, And that was your metastatic fourth-stage cancer. And it's like, in, in each case, I think I'm, lear- I think, I hope, uh, because I think that's what my journey has been about. I'm learning the power of music <laughs> to communicate with me yes. and bring me back into the harmony yes. that, that yes. I've so obviously forgotten or not really mm-hmm. understood or grasped or mm-hmm. whatever or allowed. You know, Absolutely. I think a lot of us, and, and you know, I, stop me if you want along the way here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, but you know, a lot of us, um, at least in my case, I was raised by really good parents. They cared, and um, I was really very fortunate. They were they were good people. However, they had their own ideas about who I was, mm-hmm. what I was going to be, mm-hmm. how I was going to act, what I was going to say. And I think anyone, when we're raised, whether it's the parents or whoever our immediate caregiver is, whoever's closest to us, have expectations. And we don't even realize it. We're like little sponges. We take it all in. And this is who we want. We want so badly to please this caretaker, this this person. Mm -hmm. But but when we realize that... um, this is not necessarily who we are. Mm-hmm. The extraordinary living is about getting in touch with eventually. And it's a lot of, 
you know, false starts in my case. I mean, mm -hmm. I did everything I thought was right. Mm -hmm. I did medically everything I was told to do. And lo and behold, I still was sick with like something called Crohn's disease, mm -hmm. which was basically stuffing within me mm -hmm. all the things that I didn't dare express because mm -hmm. I wanted to be the good girl and I wanted to learn my lessons well. This is what you need to do to be accepted. Yes. So as time went on in this little book that I've written, Journey of Song for Life's Transitions, basically started with um, an understanding for me of what what the blocks were mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that I, I loved music and I really had no one to talk to, mm -hmm. the music that I went to, I, I, I did have piano lessons so I mm -hmm. could play the piano. Mm -hmm. And I found that songs, um, you know, I would be upset about one thing or another, it, you know, one song is about a broken heart. Another song is about, I felt very worthless and unloved or mm -hmm. unlovable. Mm -hmm. And, um, and a song would come and tell me that it loved, I was loved, yes. but what? I wasn't yeah. sure what. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And I think that, yeah. And I think as I listen to your songs and I'm reading through your lyrics is, and I resonate so deeply with it because that's what I learned through song too. And your story, even though it was a different story um, in a certain way than mine, it it's the truth of who we are. And so, right. and, and the thing is that it's not about pleasing anybody. It's about being in alignment with the vibration of love and light. Like we had talked about that you are right. Yeah, and exactly. when you're in that space, then you feel so whole and so full in your heart literally opens and you just, your vibration shifts into that of who you are and a lot of people I think because music they just don't really understand that about music because our culture doesn't teach us that about music you know what yeah. I mean yeah and 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 you're right it is Emily that's that's right on it's the vibration yeah of um you know I, I I've started singing again which is an interesting thing because I hadn't been singing for I was too weak in the beginning to sing at all and then it took me like, I don't know, that six months that I was supposed to be dying to kind of get back into beginning to sing. But I realized that beginning to sing again is what started bringing me back more life. And it's because exactly what you're saying, it's the vibration. And, you know, it doesn't even matter if you can, to say this to anyone, but I'm, I'm speaking to you as well as anyone that's listening, yes. anyone that can sing, whether they, it doesn't <laughs> even matter if they can sing or they think they can sing yeah. or can't sing. Cause I didn't think I could sing. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. always, for me, I was put in the alto section and to me that meant, Oh, you can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. know. It must've been yes. the same teacher scowl or whatever it was. But <laughs> something yeah. did me in. So I figured I can't yeah. sing. Yeah. But everyone can sing. Absolutely. Yes. Everyone has yes. that ability to get in touch with their own vibration, just yes. what you were saying. It's not yes. about someone else and their no. vibration. No, no, it's not. Yeah, and it's like what I talk about is everybody's on their own radio station. And so um, that we have to find out what that radio station is. So so when you, when you build that, you know, you build that through your repertoire of songs and you're singing those songs over and over and over again. Those are chants from your soul they are putting you back into alignment. It's like, you know, it's, it's that medicine for the soul and it's the repetition. It's that chant like, and actually this is a good, could transition to talk about that, you know, the, those Sanskrit terms and that Vedic, uh, you know, using the Vedic system. And can you talk a little bit about that? Your, your, you, your trip to India and, and what you learned about the, the music there and oh, the healing oh, yeah. sounds. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you actually brought brought to mind. I'll start here and then I'll go backwards. But I'll mm -hmm. start with the fact that I was in um, I was in actually California. I had met uh, my teacher in India and then she would come to the States to um, a certain place in California uh, twice a year for several years. She's passed on now, but I would go out 
after being with her in India, I would go to India for periods of time and then I would go out to California. But um, one of those visits out to California was shortly after our World Trade Center had been destroyed, Mm -hmm. the buildings. And there was a fear that, that, that the Golden Gate Bridge would be the next thing. And I was out there near the Golden Gate Bridge and I remembered having a nightmare one night. And, and, and when I was there, I was studying Indian music. I was, mm-hmm. And when I was with her, I would go over the chants or the songs constantly because I wanted mm-hmm. to take advantage of my time with her. Mm-hmm. And one of these songs, the line that, that came up was, hey, I can, I can say it. Hey, Shiva, Priye, Shakti, Seteri. I'm maybe not saying that. If someone's Indian, they're, they're saying, oh, my God, what an accident. But <laughs> yeah. accident or accident. But yes. it means basically we're made of the parts of Shiva. Now, I didn't even know what it, what it meant. I just mm-hmm. knew that I had a nightmare one night after hearing this sort of with the fear of the, the World Trade Centers are destroyed mm-hmm. and, oh, they're going to come to California. I was in California. In my nightmare, I was in one of those planes that had caught on fire. Wow. And all of a sudden, it's like the music came right into the middle of the dream and erased the dream entirely. And all that was there was, hey, Shiva, Priye, Shakti, Teri. And I had no idea what it meant. Wow. I went to my teacher the next day and I said, what does that line mean? And she told me that we are made of the parts of the power of Shiva. Now, Shiva is the, the basic uh, god, um, not not of all, but of destruction and creation. Yes, creation and destruction. And, yes, and yes. So, but so in in Indian um, in, in in their kind of philosophy, two things. One, because I just mentioned this, is the importance of the power of the vibration. And we take the vibration in, not just internally the vibration saying it, but literally it becomes, it fills you with its presence. That has a power. And to me, this dream, in the middle of no place, I didn't expect this particular line. I didn't expect anything to erase a dream. That's the Mm -hmm. only time that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. But so the power of that and the fact that to go back a little farther, Sanskrit supposedly was the healing, it was a healing language. When yes. it was created, it was all about aligning the body systems so that, that you know, there was no medicine at that time. This was the medicine of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we got into the age of enlightenment, when, you know, mm-hmm. it was your Paul's donc, je suis Descartes, who's saying, well, I'm thinking, therefore I am. (laughs) You know, so there goes, there goes the entire sort of uh, understanding that, that there's something bigger than this mind that, that we've put so much power into, which is really, we are so much bigger than that mind, even though it's, it's important, but yes. As my singing mm-hmm. teacher says, knocking on, on her head on the Zoom screen, since that's what we do these days, you know, you are not, the mind has no vibration. There's no vibration. Yes, yes, exactly. And like I, um, I was talking about that quote by Yogi Bhajan that um, is that we hypnotize ourselves into self-love. So through this chanting of these Sanskrit terms is that we hypnotize ourselves into self-love and that self-love is unconditional love. And so that is that, you know, that process of sitting with those particular tones and repeating them over and over again. And it goes beyond the mind, beyond the ego, beyond all of that. And we can rest in that space. And so, so I love that you're you're sharing about that because I think I told you every morning I get up and I sit with those Sanskrit sounds and those chanting. And that's mm-hmm. where I actually create from. And I did that again this morning. And it is so powerful to get out right in the morning, right, you know, before that mind just wants to start to chatter away mm-hmm. and sit down on the mat and just start singing and chanting those Sanskrit sounds. And that is that is just an amazing, um, amazing 
contribution, right? That vibration uh, to our world. So thank you for that. Yeah, it is. And and then, and yet, and, and there's another thing I'm going to add, and that is, which, which I'm kind of getting in touch with a little bit, and that is, we're all of it. Emily, we're all of it. I know. In other I words, we, it's know. important to know that love and, and light is, is what we are essentially. However, we're not always in touch with that. No. So no. the, the mm-hmm. other aspect of love and loving and being of light is embracing with that all of our humanness. In other words, we're also, you know, my friend the other day was saying she has a great way of describing the fact that we all have a shadow, which is the part of us we do not want to acknowledge. (laughs) You know, that's the part that gets angry or the part that I could kill you every now and then to someone or something that you just don't want to own. Well, you know that song, maybe you don't remember it, but it's an old song, you know, me and my shadow. Walking down the avenue. I mean, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was it yeah. was like in the twenties yeah. or thirties or something. It was my my parents' uh-huh. time. But it's like we we are all of it. So yeah, um, yep. it's an understanding that, and and I guess what I'm working on now is when I get upset, when I get distraught, and a song hasn't come sort of to save me. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, although I'm learning to sing into with that energy. Yes. If I'm sad to tone anything into the sadness, to tone into the anger. And and it's fascinating because it's not, you know, I'm not coming up with words or a cute little song. I'm just, I'm vibrating with whatever that energy is to release it. Exactly. Yes. And that will, that time and time again, I have sat, I'll sit with that feeling and it's sitting with that discomfort. And I think that's why I was mentoring that sense of wholeness is we're all of it. And so when we can go into that emotion and that vibration and we sit with, and oftentimes I will ask questions through the music, like the verses will be yes. the questions and the, and the, the chorus will respond with whatever that answer is. And so I, I think, that the humanness and this is this is just coming to me as I'm speaking to you which I I feel so grateful for this but the humanness comes from those questions you know how can I you know I sitting with that discomfort sitting with that anger sitting with that frustration and you're you're just in it and then through the process of the song it alchemizes it and by the chorus you are able to be in alignment in harmony with your higher self and so so I, you know, that's oftentimes how the, the songs play out. And I'm so glad you talked about that shadow because that is ultimately what leads to the alchemization and to that being able to connect because it's about moving through and being okay with our, you know, all those things, all those shadows that, um, that makes us who we are. It's all of it. Right. Yep. And it's the yin and the yang. It's the dark and the light. It's the, the it's the you know the horror and the grace all of it and there we can hold and that spirit that divine that consciousness can hold all of it for us right and and we can be present with all of that so yeah it's really powerful yeah and Mm -hmm. I was and I uh one of the things I was learning from my singing teacher which is wonderful for me is that as we sing or tone, you can just, you know, ah, 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 bah, you know, you bah, mm-hmm. whatever, um, whatever you're, is comfortable for you, whatever tones, you can chant or tone into the dark spaces. Yes. And yes. That's, that's just what you're talking about, the alchemy, the, the yes. aspect of the light within us. We, it's not, we don't even have, I mean, you are gifted in that you have the words. I may have been gifted with the words for this little book. And, and that's why I decided to put it down because I thought it might be helpful to people because some of these, a lot of these songs are areas that I went through, but even just toning is, yes. is a way yes. of within your own body or your own singing yes. bowl, which is who you are, yes. is, is a way yes. of, of soothing the dark places and dissolving them and alchemizing them.
Exactly. And yes, and I think that dis-ease that you talk about is, you know, people, some people have that diagnosis, right? And like you said, that is a wake-up call. But there are so many people who are distanced from their true vibration, their true, you know, that true home within them because they're so focused on the external. They're so focused, like you said, on being the right wife or the, you know, the perfect this or whatever, or even in music. I mean, we get it all the time. People want to be, I have many songs about wanting to be a rock star, right? Because that's what our society feeds us. You know, I did a speech one time. I was wearing this, this wig, this blue wig. And it was just, you know, like I acted out that part, but that, you know, but it is, um, but that's the dis-ease is that we're taught to live from the outside expectations as opposed to aligning with who we truly know ourselves to be. And, 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 you know, having those tools at our disposal. And I think that's so great that you and I both know that we can go to the music. We can go to the simple thing of just sitting and toning with sounds and you can shift your vibration from that place. But I think that's the sickness that we're seeing is that people think, and you, especially with social media, people look on and they see these viral things of, you know, oh, these people got a million views and it's, it's really about Mm. aligning to the truth of who you are and your vibration will align you and attract exactly the right people, places, adventures, and healing for you if you stay true to your vibration, right? Yes, exactly. And and so that's the challenge, I think. And it it's not that it goes away. I'm realizing it's, there's a, an Indian, um, uh, in the Vedas, there's a uh, no, Upanishads, Kata Upanishad. There's a verse mm-hmm. that I used to sing. And uh, it's basically the translation is to be enlightened or to be aware, more aware, let's say, of who one is, the wholeness of who one is. It's like walking on a razor's edge. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the more we we wake up to... Um, the, the more we get in touch with our vibration through the veils of the outside world that we've always been taught to to acknowledge and, and have as our guiding force, you know, or guiding whatever mm-hmm. light, the more we get in touch with ourselves, it's almost, it's not that it goes away. Things don't become, you have to pay, it's, it's like you always have to pay attention to who you are and um, I think, and and to listen to yourself, listen to your own vibrations, because yes. what yeah. is the truth of who I am, Emily? What is the truth of who you are? And in other words, I'm asking this to everyone, but we don't yeah. <laughs> we don't always know our truths. No, we don't know? always know our truths. No, and that's why we have to sit with it. Sometimes we sit with that discomfort. We sit with the unknown. Mm-hmm. We sit with it. We or we walk with it. You know, we we be with it. We get to right. we get to commune with that. And the other thing, and this is why it's so neat that we're talking together, is we get to see the mirroring from others. Right. right. We get to see reflections, and then how does that feel you know when somebody says something does that resonate right and if that resonates then is that mirroring back something of you and if it doesn't if it creates resistance then what is that revealing about you yes you know what I mean and so I think that's helpful that's very helpful and I think exactly you're you're putting it the right way because it's like so often we look at ourselves as the victim of this or or of so-and-so instead of saying what is that that's reflecting back to me what my vibration is within me that i'm not seeing in other words the shadow part of me that i'm not looking at the shadow part (laughs) exactly exactly and that's i think we we see the shadow best in relationship with others right is that it's really because it's pointed back through envy, yes. through greed, through insecurity, through shame, right? Is that there's there's all of that mirrored back. And then we get to look at it and go, is this who I am? You know, <laughs> is this who I am? And notice how my voice went up in pitch, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, is this who I am or is this an aspect of who I am? In other words, I, I took yeah. something called uh, along my journey, something called um, 
oh, so many things. Psychosynthesis is what I'm thinking of now. Psychosynthesis by a fellow in Italian named Asagioli. Um, is it sort of a spiritual, psycho, psychological way of looking at one's life? And they talk about how we have so many personalities. I remember that discussion and, and, and having all of my various personalities that I was in touch with at the time, you know, the, the worthless mm-hmm. person, the, the top dog, the, I mean, you know, yeah. the angry person, yeah. the sad person, the, all of the aspects of, of who I was that I knew of sitting around a campfire yeah. and kind of talking yes. with each other. Yes. And talking to- oh, I know. The dialogue, that's so key. And in, in my first book, my Odyssey of Song, that's what I wrote. Each chapter is one of those archetypes. Uh-huh. And getting to know that chapter, you know, getting to know that part of myself. And of course, the biggest one was that inner child, oh, right? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious because you talked about a little bit about that inner child would you, you said something before in our initial conversation about that, but you, but do you remember when we had that conversation about the inner child and there was something you said that you were getting in touch with and I can't remember. Um, but to me, that was really that part that was neglected and really had so much wisdom to express yes. that I was the adult part of me was like, oh my God, you're going to embarrass me. Don't, come, you know. <laughs> And I remember in my last in my last concert, my little girl, because I, I help, you know, a lot of other children to express themselves. That's a big part of what I do with families. And my little girl wanted to perform a song. My inner child did. And I said, oh, my God, are you sure you want to do this? This is for them. And she said, well, you give them all that attention. And she said, I want to express myself. And I said, oh, boy. <laughs> so I was able to give her that space to do that but literally it was like I had a different personality (laughs) and everybody on the concert they were looking at me and I was nervous when I got up there to play that song but it was my inner child it was amazing so I think it is so important (laughs) to recognize that we do have all these personalities and some of them are a little bit hard to deal with at times you know well yeah and but there's also the um you know, part of the sort of the the all this sort of group of aspects of ourself, there's the free child, and that's probably what was expressing through you. <laughs> often, I mean, yeah. it, you know, and it, and it's like the grown up part of you because you've lived life and you've lived in this society and this culture, and you have your family that you're teaching music to, so you have to sort of. Yeah you know, know when it's time for that aspect of you to step up or not. And I'm sure it was probably very appropriate when you did it because, because I think that sometimes um, that's also an aspect of our soul of uh, the the free part of extraordinary living as I would define it is, is the ability to be free of a lot of the attachments of the shoulds, coulds, woulds, all of the stuff that have kind of held us in, um, uh, what, held, held us in some kind of containment, whether, whether it yes. be the conditioning. Yeah. I think it's, you could call it the conditioning. conditioning. You could call yes. it the, um, the patterning that we grew up with. And once yes. we begin to see what those patterns are we find that it's not about the individual people it's not about the individual things because they're just repeat patterns and as we get more familiar with what these patterns are we get to say oh it's not john or it's not mary it's it's this pattern or that pattern and it's coming back again but we get to be more able to see it and and go through it more easily and That's what freedom, you were talking about the free child, but that's what the free all of us is about. And that that child can be more expressive because there's not a whole lot now to fear anymore. It's a little easier to express, you know? 
Yes, exactly. Oh, you said that so beautifully. You said you don't have the words, but you just said that so beautifully. And and that, yeah, and that is so helpful, I think, because once you go through the and for me, now this is a question I have for you because all of my life I've had this shadow of shame mm-hmm. that I've really been um, facing. And that's that came up again. And I had a, a wonderful conversation with my mom about that. And she said, but there's a less of the t- the turnaround time when you've experienced that. And so I'm wondering, ha- did has shame played a part in your experience? And, and did that come up um, at all? Or was it what was the what was the real beast or the, the real challenge um, that you really faced in terms of those emotions that, you know, that unworthiness or that what was well, it that you yeah, came I'll up? read you. Uh, this is one of the this is actually one of the shorter songs, which is nice if you ever want to play this one it's like not yes. so long ago i was you know what i wrote was music continues to hold me and remind me that life is precious do you ever question your worth this is from my little book or wonder what your purpose might be in this world as i was asking yes. this question the following words the song came to me as an answer to my questioning and then i invite whoever's reading this to to ask that question of themselves but what came to me as an answer or, or a, a holding solution was, I have loved you from the start. I've held yes. you in my heart. And this is not, this is me, but this is not me, right? I know, I know, I know. what you're talking about. This is, this is like your soul yeah. is speaking to your personality saying, I yes. loved you from the start. I've held yes. you in my heart, loving yeah. who you are, yes. knowing that yes. you are. See, that's a big mm-hmm. one. So, you know, what is there to be ashamed? If I know I acknowledge you, that's what our inner, inner children yes. often need. All that I have I is yours this moment. As you open your heart, mm. you'll be shown the way. And that's kind of what mm. I'm finding as I go through each, each nearly dead kind of experience that I'm told. <laughs> as as well, I open know, my heart, but... I'm being shown the way. <laughs> Well, you know what's so great? And this is something when we had the first conversation, this is kind of fun because I, I reached out to Mary on Facebook Messenger and I, I wanted to have her as a guest on my podcast. And she responded back, called me back, and she didn't even know who I was. I, I had I'm met sorry, her at this I apologize. <laughs> no, 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 you don't need to apologize. I just think it's so funny that, you know, it's it's that um it's that willingness and that boldness to go forth and follow that soul's uh-huh. Guidance, you know uh, what yeah. I mean, and uh, no, no, I'm not looking for any sort of apology. I just think it's funny <laughs> that how how life leads us on these adventures, like you know, for that journey of song. Yours is journey of song, mine is odyssey of song, mm-hmm. and but it's the same thing. It's a hero's adventure of you know becoming, moving past that ego, that you know that dark night of the soul, and becoming more fully the spirit of who we are. And and being able to walk in the power yes. of that, walk in just like you were saying in that song, is that we are so much more powerful than we give us credit for. And so that I think when you talk about that freedom, is we're wanting to break free to know that power. You know, it's like that Marianne Williamson quoted: "It's not my, it's not the darkness that most frightens us; it's the light. Who are we to be? You know, gorgeous, powerful, all of that stuff. Well, who are you yeah. not to be?" right? You are a child of God. I love that. Right. And so when there's, we're, we're taught to live in these, you know, this containment, like you talked about, but our spirits don't live from that place. And yet, like you said, we have to walk that razor's edge because we have society on one side and then we have, you know, the eternal soulness on the other side. And we do need to walk there, right? We need to walk that edge and, and hold that, uh, you know, create uh, that openness in our heart to welcome everything, yeah. right? And to it's, welcome, and it's welcome uh, mm-hmm. not just everything out there, but everything in here that we are. And that's, it's, it's not just yes. walking from the ego. You know, there are these things that say, oh, kill the ego. That's not it because at least in my no. understanding, it's embracing all of who we are. And our ego, yes. I remember a, um, back in, 
who was Hartford Seminary, one of the nuns who taught a class who I adored. She was just wonderful. I would go there just so she would give me a hug for this class. I forget whatever whatever oh, class she taught. I really I needed a hug it. at that time. I, I had Crohn's oh, disease. And could barely oh, drive, but you know, oh. I got there and I'd get a hug. And I think one of the things that, that I remember that she said was, you know, your ego is an important aspect of who you are because it's it's like your skeleton. If you didn't have a skeleton, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to do much in this human in this human body. So it's kind of like, you know, we couldn't yeah. function in a lot of the ways that we function and and what a gift to have the five senses that we have. That's part of our material kind of um, yeah. existence. And that, and that's the other thing, you know, all of this vibration has been kind of um, pushed into this concrete body that we all are, each of us. So yes. we're, we're, yes, we are exactly. that, and yet yes. we are also th- the greater vibration that we come from that's all around us. I mean, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that um, the way that you spoke, I mean, this is something I'm just absolutely blown away by. And I think this is so key is the way you spoke about your or you speak about your diagnosis and the cancer and the, you know, the cells. You have such a, you know, so many people who experience disease, they become victims of that disease. And I hear you talking about it as if you are looking on from a distance, from a loving, (laughs) compassionate presence. And so does that, yeah, it does. I'm I'm learning, I'm learning to do that, to be honest. I mean, I gotta be honest here. I, I have been with this last you know, I, I had Crohn's disease that was like 10 years ago. That nearly killed me several times. And that opened me up to literally the existence of how important music was for me, how, um, yes. uh, and, and Angels Surround Me is one of the first songs in this book. Not the first, but I think one of the first. And it's all about mm-hmm. how I literally got out of bed when I was in extreme pain and couldn't even move and didn't want to go to the hospital because I'd been so, I was so scared the hospital would hurt me more than I was hurting anyway. And um, that song got me up out of bed. I was able to take a flight that I had already canceled to Colorado to sing with a singing group. (laughs) But so the power song is amazing, but um, I forget where I, where, where I was going. I think I was, what was the original? <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh. just transfixed in what you were saying. Oh, I know. Well, I was talking about your, yeah, your that's compassionate distance right. from the disease. So, yeah. So this latest yeah. thing, and I was saying I had to be honest, and I got sidetracked because I guess I didn't want to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> the, this, this latest thing yeah. is um, I really was ready to die, to be honest, uh, a year ago. October, when I was diagnosed, I, I'd had it uh, for a variety of reasons. I was tired. My body had, I was, I, I could hardly move. I wasn't eating a whole lot. Um, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't. I was amazed that I couldn't speak even. It was hard to say things. I couldn't even hold a pencil and write anymore. I had all of these things that you hear people have, you know, I had a, uh, I had these hospital people coming to kind of check in on me every week, but that only lasted about a couple of months. I have a, a good friend who <laughs> said to me, who could see beyond where I can see and most people can. She said, you know, your soul has said, it's fine if you want to come home, but it's really not time yet. You have more to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. That was the beginning. And then she that. also was responsible for finding um, someone that she had vetted. She'd never met, but he was a cancer coach who would supply supplements because I decided I did not want to go back into any kind of hospital doctor stuff because it had just been so horrendous with yes. the Crohn's disease. So this time around, I figured, I'm, yes. so this, this time around, it's like I've been on I've accepted it as an, a, a journey to wake up. That's why I say in the, in the bio, yeah. that's why that says yeah. that. I, I really saw this this time around that I was told that I would die. I haven't seen that primary doctor since, by mm-hmm. the way. I have to see her yet, but I, I'm, 
still see me on mm. colleges. Who's from India? Who we sing every six six weeks. But oh, um, it. it's interesting because as I'm seeing it as a journey, I'm realizing that if I'm still here, then the purpose for me, and and I'm realizing for most everyone, if they could only see it, is to live life absolutely as fully as you know how and that does that doesn't mean to go crazy wild get drunk and have parties every night no yeah that means yeah wake up as much as you can to the truth of who you are which is what you've already said emily you know we are love we are light we are human as well which is not always love and light we have all these shadow sides etc but to to wake up to all of that be grateful for it. Yes. And know that if nothing else, yes. that's why I'm here to live fully. Yes. And and yes. and in, yes. until unless I and and if if I if I don't do that, that's okay too with me right now. So it's almost like I've come to peace with yeah. Yeah. I've come to peace with the fact that because to me, Emily, there's no end. There's no there there. You know, people talk yeah. about there's a there. Yes. Well, yes. there's no there there. It's like Indian yes. music. Yes. There's no beginning and there's no end. Mm. And and when my yes. Indian singing teacher yes. would say that to me, I would be translating all the time into my life's experiences and thinking, and thinking, oh, wow, she's right. There's no beginning and there's no end. It's just vibration. Yes. Yes. And the yes. music and yes. the music will always hold <laughs> yes. you. One of the songs in my little book is about literally <laughs> I die in this song, but I don't really it's not die die that's the end. No. It's like all of a sudden I could see and this is the the story is behind it and I won't tell you that now. It's in my little book, but it's like yeah. I could see yeah. that I was enveloped in music like like um what do you call those uh little blankets that they wrap up babies in oh like a yeah one of the i i don't know the name of it but i know like, what you're talking like about swaddling. Yes. 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 Snuggling. Like snuggling. yes yes swaddling. the music yes. was yes. what that was and it was holding me. and mm. it was all a velvety mm. darkness but it wasn't dark cold it was a dark mm. with stars that were twinkling and it was like the the music was what oh. was holding me Oh, that is so beautiful. I am, I am so touched. Uh, and I am also <laughs> looking at the time and I know we have an hour. <laughs> and so here's, yes. the, here's the deal <laughs> is that yes. we need to play some of your music on this. So we're going to have to stop this interview, but I know we're only going to be pausing because I want you to come back if you're open and willing as a regular guest so that we can talk more and we can share more of the music uh, because I just, every Everything that you've said, my, I just, I am, I'm learning so much and I'm resonating so deeply with it. And I have a feeling that the people who are listening are going to, uh, are going to be resonating with that as well. And I just, I feel so honored and so grateful to be in your presence right now. And, uh, but I know it's not done <laughs> as you said, <laughs> it's going to go on and on yeah. if you're, if you're well, really, I do have a website. I wanted to say that it's called. Yes, Mary, please, please and that's where my little book is and my songs and um, people can see more about me there. That's wonderful. Okay, well, I will definitely put that on our post. And uh, so what I'm going to do is... I'm going to have us, we'll, we'll go ahead and finish the recording, although um, let's, fin- yeah, we'll finish the recording and then I'm going to leave a little bit of time so that we can put, I can put some of those songs, maybe the angels around, surround you. And then what was the other one well, we were talking one, about? Uh, um, probably when we were talking about shame and I was mm-hmm. talking about worthlessness. Was Yes. <laughs> Good topics. I have loved you from the start. Yes. That's, yeah. 
I have love you. Okay. So those are the ones I'm going to aim. And, and actually we, we will be able to fit both of those cause I'll cut off the beginning part of the recording. So it will be, it will be perfect and it's divine perfection. And I am so, so grateful for this time today with you, Mary. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to sign off for today, but we will be connecting again soon. And I will send you the link for Emily, this. Thank you. Um, You've for been this wonderful. And this has been a lot of fun. It really has. <laughs> I'm so glad and we will Terrific. definitely be in contact okay. Mary thank you all yes, right you, you take good care so okay yeah. <laughs> okay bye-bye. okay yeah. bye bye, <laughs> bye. this is bye <laughs>